Welcome to the Prodigal and the Priest podcast, a podcast about faith, sports, and two friends from different cultures. Here are your hosts, Joey Scansella and Father Paul Bechter. Good morning. For good morning. Us, for us, good morning. Good morning. It is a morning. Yes. It's not really that early. <laughs> People are thinking they're recording at 5 a.m. It's like almost 9. <laughs> but just for us, we normally record in the afternoons. We're trying a new schedule because you're on... Um, can I say this? Yeah, I guess okay. so. <laughs> I've already started. I mean, well, I've already we go. gone for it. So yeah. um, we have a we have a COVID team for the diocese that those are um, a, a group of the younger, sort of healthier priests who have been trained to use PPE and can go. I I always feel like you know healthier <laughs> when I say that, but like right. that is part of it. Um, who can go and anoint people in COVID wings in the hospitals? Uh, we've been able to work with a lot of hospitals that now let us in very readily and the chaplains have been super helpful there and all that stuff so we can get people the the sacraments um and yeah i'm i had to rearrange some things uh, because of that so so you're on call on tuesdays yeah for now now you know what until it changes now you know what doctors feel like i guess i guess do they give you a pager (laughs) that would be awesome (laughs) no but um did your dad ever have a pager uh, like, do you remember growing up? I remember my dad having a pager. He was a computer programmer. I'm not sure if he ever needed a pager. To Did like, he have like original cell phone in the like almost briefcase thing? Um, I don't know. Like he had tech stuff, but we also moved when I was six uh, out of the country. And um, it was harder to get stuff over there. Yeah. So like I never remember like a car phone, but maybe those were before my time anyway. Mm. Yeah, maybe. All right, we got part two of the Mass, and we got a lot to <laughs> yeah, cover because we made it all the way the up to the altar <laughs> and the sign of the cross, which I just want to back up one quick second and say there was a family at confirmation on Saturday. We just uh, mm-hmm. had a bunch of teens who were confirmed, and um, they asked what saint relic is in our altar, mm-hmm. and I said I would look it up, and apparently we have to find... So we have a book here somewhere, right? With yeah, it. I so. know it is somewhere. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, so we're not dodging the question. I am going to get that answer. We just have to find this book somewhere that has the saints that are. Yeah. I've seen the list. It was in two columns and there were like 12 or something. All right. Well, that narrows it Old down. Old and new. <laughs> okay, great. So we've made the sign of the cross. Right? No, we haven't really. I, we've I think we've we stopped right. We've kissed the, the altar. We've kissed the altar. You've gone over to your presider's chair. I've said the entrance antiphon. We said the entrance antiphon. Or we've sung. Yep. And you're gonna you start all masses in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Now I've heard this question proposed mm-hmm. before, and I'm curious of it. Technically. Should the sign of the cross only be made twice during the Mass? Mm. Because I've heard that before, <laughs> but then I see some priests who end their homily with the sign of the cross, different things like that. But I've heard it starts and ends, and really you shouldn't do it at other times. But have you ever heard that? I've heard stuff kind of like that. I think it's important to distinguish between the sign of the cross and 
like the a blessing the over cross. the people and well i don't know right. um yeah and the sign of the cross <laughs> right um like it does have sort of a you know now we've started now we've ended kind of thing um you're right oh yeah i just hear somebody vacuuming yeah i did so too. go ahead <laughs> <laughs> it's that early in the morning <laughs> never encountered this before um so like i i get that i think that's good but i in the Eucharistic prayer, there's also a sign of the cross that you make over the, the bread and the wine before the consecration. But that's for you as a priest, not the congregation. Right. So So I'm asking for the congregation. Okay. Because Well, like the one at the beginning is different than the one at the end, right? Because the one at the true. end, I'm giving a blessing. The one at the beginning, ah. we're all signing ourselves with the sign of the cross. Um, is Okay. Yeah. Great. I, I, I see where I see where it's coming from, but I also don't think it's a big deal if Great. you like begin your homily or end your homily with the sign of the cross, and if you have other ones in there. Yeah. Um, I do. I think it's it's touching, uh, but also kind of funny that like right after the closing blessing, I'll stand outside and I'll greet people that come past. Normally, we'd like shake hands and high five and right. kids and stuff, but uh, now COVID, so we don't. So we just stand and look at each other and talk um and um a lot of people will come up and ask for a blessing and i think it's kind of funny because i just gave them a blessing mm. um at the end of mass but it it doesn't I, I'm, I'm feel not saying, like that i'm not saying don't do that like right you know if it's your wedding anniversary or if you're about to travel those are right. some reasons birthdays like or but i'm just, just struggling fun. and can you pray like yeah. so it's it's actually a really good thing to do and really meaningful but it's also kind of funny like you know, just got a blessing. Hey, can we get a, get a blessing? Right. So, okay. So on the USCCB, they kind of outlined the mass, mm. and I want to toss out some words here Ooh. in the beginning that we get. Um, so you do the sign of the cross. Yeah. Right? And then it says there's the greeting mm-hmm. as part of the in, uh, introductory rites, right? Yep. So any, any, I don't know. Yeah. Toss out any nuances you yeah. want on any of these things. The um, greeting. Well, let me go back to the side of the cross. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this is why this is going to be a 10-part. At least. No. <laughs> <laughs> so the side of the cross, all I want to say is, is like, why do we make such a big deal of it? Because it's a very central mystery of our faith. And mm-hmm. because uh, we were baptized into the death and the resurrection of Christ. And by that uh, participation in his life, we enter into the the a, a share in the life of the trinity itself right and so that's why we sign ourselves with this sign which on the one hand is the cross so the the crucifixion and death of christ um but also in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit which is the trinity um mm-hmm. so we're, we're showing like that that we are part of this divine family mm-hmm. now that we have been adopted into god's own family yeah uh, through our baptism so and every time we make the sign of the cross, we're reminded of our baptism. Yes. And people don't remember that. And that's why the holy water font, you know, normally yeah, exactly. we haven't seen that's, that in so yeah. long because But of that's COVID. why you would take holy water and you would make, you wouldn't just touch your forehead with it. You would make the sign of the cross with it. Right. right? Um, also, one more thing about the sign of the cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once you hear this, I think it's hard to unhear. Once you see it, it's hard to unsee. But like most people make the sign of the cross not as like an actual cross shape but as an upside down t shape t yeah they don't go down far enough <laughs> yeah, they, they don't, don't go, go to the belly enough. button 
Yeah. And so, like, you don't have to be weird about it, but I think it is good to try and make an actual cross shape uh, over yourself. So to so you start with your forehead, and then you come down to, like, your chest or your belly or somewhere like there, and then you have to come back up to your shoulders, <laughs> uh, and that gets you a cross shape. Otherwise, it's just an upside-down T. Now, is it the Byzantine that doesn't mm-hmm. go left-right? They go right-left? Yeah, so Byzantine... Everybody uses their right hand, just like you would genuflect on your right knee. We talked about that last time. You use your right hand to make the sign of the cross. In the Eastern traditions, and I don't know why exactly, but when we finally have that guest on to answer some questions. (laughs) For our last ever episode. (laughs) uh, Maybe we can ask him. Um, But in the Eastern traditions, you you go towards your blessing hand first. So you, you go towards the right and then to the left. In the Latin tradition in the, in the West, you go left across your body and then right. Okay. So I can make myself <laughs> feel better that my son Dom still goes right and then <laughs> left. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, okay. And then right after that, you have uh, the Lord be with you, or you can use a more elaborate one. Um, and the only reason I don't do it is because <laughs> it's kind of an overshare, but I... I never like feel confident enough to do it by memory. It's just one of those things. Like I've heard it a, a thousand times, the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Like that's the longer one and it's mm-hmm. really beautiful. It comes straight from St. Paul and some of his uh, greetings and blessings that he gives in his letters. Um, but you also have the option to say the Lord be with you. And I always just like chicken out and default to that one because it's shorter. And now, um, and you also, <laughs> in a nuance with that, you tend to chant that part, right? Not that part. Not that part. Later. Coming up. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to the yeah, chant We'll part. definitely get to that this episode. But that c- could be chanted. I mean, yeah, anything. You the whole entire okay. mass. No, that's that's an important, important sort of uh, prelude note. Like you can... You can chant everything. And when I say everything, I mean everything, like the whole Eucharistic prayer, the consecration. Um, and it's quite beautiful when it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe one day I will do something like that. But I think that if you're going to, it would be different enough that it would require some sort of prep work and right. and just expectations for people. Right. Um, but I think it is really beautiful to, to add that level of solemnity where you even begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Like yeah. from the very beginning, you're chanting. Yeah. Like this is a solemn occasion. Mm-hmm. I think that would be really good. So so the response to the to the, the Lord be with you, right, mm-hmm. is and with your spirit. Um, Which was changed <clears throat> during our yeah. time. Well, change back. Yeah, it's always been et cum spiritu tuo yeah. in Latin and in the Romance languages like Spanish and Italian. They never had an issue with this, but in English we did a dynamic translation in the 70s and it was, and also with you, which right. is basically what it means. Right. But uh, in the new translation of the Mass in English yeah. from 2011, we've gone to and with your spirit. Um, I remember the sort of transitional days between those. Uh, I was in... I was in seminary, so we were a little bit more bought in, but I know that a lot of places it was like, and also with your spirit and just like a lot of confusion, Mm -hmm. um, which is just kind of funny. So, so we have that, uh, as, as the response. Um, and then it says greeting 
uh, the priest is allowed to give sort of a couple words. I always mention the mass intention at that point. Um, Which speak to that for a second, because I've heard people say, for example, <coughs> let's just use St. Anthony's, right? Yeah. Somebody comes and can pick a mass time if it's available. Say, yeah. I want February 7th in honor of this person. Yeah. Now, a lot of places they give a suggested donation too, right? Yeah. Like so five dollars, right? Is, so how is that not like kind of buying a mass? Well, you don't have to give it. Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. What's the gesture then? Thanks for taking the time to write this out. Uh, no, it's it's kind of like the importance of almsgiving. Okay. You, you know how we just talked want to about, make sure. Yeah, yeah, like. You know how we talked about indulgences and all that and like sort of charity and almsgiving and those things like it, it ties together with that kind of stuff. Like, right. like that you're making an offering right. um, for the deceased and it's not a mechanical thing. It's not a weird thing, but it, it does like it is a sign of, you know, something besides you just saying prayers, mm-hmm. like some sacrifice that you're making. Yep. Um, to join together with those prayers. Uh, and so sometimes people think like if the priest doesn't say the name of the person for whom the mass is, is offered, um, then it's not, it didn't happen. And that, that's just not true. Yeah. Like I always look beforehand, I form the intention in my mind and then that's it. And mm-hmm. that's what every priest does. Right. Um, because every mass, <clears throat> yeah, every, has an intention. Every mass has an intention, even if you're doing it in the, you know, in the privacy of your own home, yeah. like in in, yeah. a, in a chapel or whatever. Just you, yeah, private mass. You, um, every you mass, have an intention. Every mass should have an intention. Okay, yeah, and then cool. okay, so so greeting, and then you have the penitential rite, um, right after that. It can take different forms. Um, often, the one that you will see if you come to Saint Anne. For mass on Sundays, you'll see. I think it's called Form C or whatever, but it's it's also got a name, the Tropes. It's called the Tropes, and it's it's when the deacon will say, "You were sent to heal the contrite of heart," and Lord then have "Lord have mercy. mercy." Everybody responds, "Lord have mercy." You came to all sinners. Christ have mercy. Christ have mercy. You are seated at the right hands of the Father to intercede for us. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Or you can tweak those those introductory words to sort of fit more with the readings if you want. Um, and you can say Kyrie. Yeah, you can. Yeah, Kyrie eleison is Greek, and it means Lord have mercy. Right. So you can use that if you want. It's just interesting how I, a lot of churches, including ours, I think during um, Lent and like Advent, we kind of switched to the Greek. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but during it's, the year, we just so go. the the documents. Um, I think we talked some about the documents from Vatican II and sacred music and stuff last mm-hmm. time. Um, they, they say that like everybody should be sufficiently trained, like the parish should be sufficiently trained to be able to use what are called the ordinary parts of the mass, the parts that don't change Mm -hmm. the responses that you say every time, no matter what the occasion is. Right. You should be able to do those in Latin. And in this one case, it's not Latin, it's Greek for Mm -hmm. the Kyrie eleison. Like that's what the documents say. Because Latin, even if it's not used a ton, is still the um, official language of the church. Uh, we would always joke when we were right. in Rome that like Italian is the new Latin. Nobody talks Latin <laughs> in the Vatican anymore. It's just 
it's just Italian. But um, but it is still, and there's that would be a whole other podcast. But there is like good reason for that, and so right. so we'll bring it back sometimes. Um, and uh, it is kind of funny that it's like penitential seasons, or when we <laughs> will start to sprinkle those things in, mm-hmm. uh, because it doesn't have to be you know somber and penitential, right? Um, like Kyrie eleison is a really beautiful thing. Um, so the penitential rite, the other form that is often used for the penitential rite, you say the confidior, which is just the Latin word for I confess. Best, Almighty God, yeah. to you, my brothers and sisters. Exactly. So you have that part, and then the priest will say uh, the absolution or the prayer of blessing. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. So what you're doing in this penitential rite you're calling to mind your sins and you're asking for God's mercy uh, to be able to, uh, as worthily as possible, um, approach the holy sacrifice of the Mass. And so, like, we do believe that there is a forgiveness of sins in there. If you are conscious of any mortal sins, like, confession is the place for that. Um, so but just a lot to, of people don't realize that, like, yeah. our venial sins, our, our smaller sins, Thank you. Yeah. are forgiven through things like this, uh, like the penitential rite, and um, reception through of the things Eucharist. like reception of the Eucharist and of other sacraments, mm-hmm. um, like anointing of the sick. Yeah, instance. how do we not, like, how do most people, I'm sure when they, they're, just, like, going to pause and be like, wait, what? Like, they've probably never heard that. Yeah. We don't teach that. I mean, well, it's yeah. not taught often enough no, it's, to say. It's, it's true. You know. Yeah, in this yeah. opening penitential act. Like in that's the, the whole point. The that's Eucharist. where you're like, I confess right. all these things that I've done through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous Which fault. I was going to ask about that real quick before we get to the Gloria. So, striking your chest three times. Yeah. Okay? Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Biblical roots. So symbolism of that, because some people are like, do I have to do that? Does it not count? I'm kind of like, why wouldn't you do that? No, you can, but you, you don't, <laughs> you don't have to do it. But, but the symbolism is, uh, the biblical roots of the story of the Pharisee and the publican or the tax collector guy. Um, so the Pharisee's up at the front and he's like, everybody look at me. I'm so great. Thank God that I am not like the rest of these people who are just miserable sinners. Right. I'm the best. And we all say that all the time in our hearts. Like that's <laughs> that's what our fallen human nature wants yeah. to do. Uh, that's the sin of pride. Um, that's sort of where we, where we head anytime we do anything good. So we're all that guy. But we want to be the guy who sits at the back, um, <laughs> not... Not that you should sit at the back of church and not at the front. Um, <laughs> like, that's a different thing. But we want to be like the the repentant tax collector uh, in that um, biblical story where he's at the back and it says that he's striking his breast um, and saying, have mercy on me uh, for I'm a sinner. I forget what exactly yeah. he says. I think Does he say have anything? Have mercy on me for I'm a sinful man. No, I think that's another one. There's too many Catholics. sinners. There's too many sinners in the Bible. So, but yeah. I, I so, just yeah, it's got you don't you see meaning. some people. It, it's just interesting. I don't know if you get this perspective at St. Anne's because the sanctuary area is so large. But yeah. being in the congregation, it is interesting to just observe 
who does actions like that, who mm. doesn't. You know, we'll get to it with the creed, like bowing down at yeah, the one part. Yeah. You know, even even the action I remember growing up where the priests, you know, taught us in CCD, you know, every time you hear the word Jesus, you should, you know, do a slight bow of your head. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, things like that, it, it's just interesting to witness around you who does the actions and yeah. who doesn't. And so that's one that I notice <clears throat> not a lot do that. Yeah. The striking of that's the breath. Interesting. So Yeah. So know. there's a lot of freedom. Just maybe it, you could call some people out on the altar <laughs> next time. Would that be appropriate? I don't normally look at people during that time. Oh, because like there's there's this the whole thing of like who are you addressing the prayer to? Um that's something that I've I've really paid attention to a lot. Uh uh, as a priest at a parish, even just for this very short time, like it's very easy as a priest to want to engage people and so try and make eye contact with them. Mm-hmm. But if I'm addressing a prayer to the Father and I'm looking out at the congregation, like trying to make eye contact with people, <laughs> it's kind of confusing. It's like right. I'm talking to somebody but not looking at them. Um, You're like, Joey's a father. <laughs> eye <right>. contact. <laughs> and but. so with the confidier, or the I confess, we say, I confess to Almighty God. And then we do say, and to you, my brothers and sisters, right. that I've greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I've done and what I've failed to do. Like, that's a nice sort of breakdown of the different mm-hmm. you know, ways that we can turn away from God. Yep. It's not just things I do. It's also what I don't do right. uh, when I should do something, all that. But um, anyway, so. And after, so. Uh, so, like, there's a lot of freedom of, you know, what we do and what we don't do. I think it is a really beautiful thing to nod your head a little bit at the name mm-hmm. of Jesus. Um, I do it. I'm kind of impressed that the priest who taught you growing up. He was an older Monsignor who, yeah. um, amazing holy man who I, yeah. you know, but it's funny. But like you don't yeah. have, like, yeah. like it, it's not like all heads should, you know, go in unison by law of the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's there's a lot of freedom there. Right. And same with same with the the threefold sort of strike of the breast. Right. You can do a closed hand. You can do the open hand real soft. Or like there's so much freedom. Um, open hand feels weird. I think it feels weird too. But that's it's kind of like I'm like, like good job. Yeah. <laughs> and so Augustine has this. Uh, I don't remember it well enough to talk about the whole thing, but I do remember Augustine talking about um, either the mass or that parable that we just brought up, and addressing his congregation being like i want to hear like it booming with the echoes of people like like (laughs) (laughs) uh, accusing themselves of of you know having fallen and that's important so that we can be like the publican and then receive god's mercy uh when we admit what we've done right um the final thing on that is i've seen in uh monasteries before when they're chanting, right? And they're all, they basically chant for a living for their whole life. That's what they do. And mm-hmm. they, uh, if they mess up, they'll do that same kind of thing. Like basically a through my fault. Just just one time to kind of like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> but it's also, you know, I'm sorry um, because I'm trying to do this right. If they mess up and cause someone else to mess up, then right. they'll kneel down for a second. And then uh, sometimes the abbot will be like, it's okay. You can get back up. Um, 
Anyway. Do you know what that sound effect just was? Like an update or something? No, it gives me reminders, and it said, don't forget Father Paul's birthday's tomorrow. (laughs) 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 So it's fitting. It's like never never does it, but yeah, it's fitting. So, And then you say a prayer after that. Yeah, so the prayer of absolution, and then... Then we'll say the Gloria. Uh, Gloria is very beautiful, mm-hmm. um, very, very ancient. In fact, so like I said, Latin is the official language of the church, right? Of the of the Latin church, the Western church. Right. Greek and, and other stuff, uh, depending on where you're from. Syriac sometimes. Old Slavonic, old church Slavonic sometimes. Like other languages for, for the Eastern churches, but for us, the, the Latin church, Latin is our official language. The Gloria is... In its Latin form, right, uh, predates Saint Jerome and his Vulgate. Uh, the Gloria has stuff from what's called the Old Latin translation of the Bible, which was much less systematically done. And then Saint Jerome was commissioned um, in the fourth century by Pope Damasus to make a definitive Latin translation of the Scriptures for uh, the Latin Church, and that's called the Vulgate. So the Gloria actually has phrases in there that are pre that. Mm. So you know it's really old. Yeah. Um, and which side note about Saint Jerome, he kind of he looks a little rough in the photos he's in. He struggled, man. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I don't. I'm glad I didn't he's get great. that job. Like, I'm like, <laughs> nice. He, he <laughs> so. struggled. He was cantankerous. He was brilliant, but like not always nice to be around. He had right. wars with Saint Augustine back and forth, mm-hmm. not physical, but like in. <laughs> writing and stuff, arguing about scriptural things. And, uh, right. yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Respect. So, so two seasons, we do not say the yes. Gloria. Okay. So the Gloria is a very festive thing. And, uh, so that means during the penitential seasons of Advent and Lent, uh, we take away the Gloria. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't say the Gloria during those seasons, uh, or at least during Lent, we don't say the Alleluia. Is that true for Advent as well? I was. Oh, uh, we say the Alleluia yeah. during Advent. That's right. Yeah. All right. I'm glad you're here. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I'm here too. <laughs> we just went through Advent anyway. So, so like you start paring things down during penitential seasons, mm-hmm. and so the Gloria goes away, um, and then you bring it back later, and uh, it's really cool when you bring it back with a lot of kind of fanfare and. Like sometimes yeah. they'll ring the big church bells during the Gloria for like right. Christmas mass or something Easter, um, which we found out has caused an issue with our live stream because the oh, yeah, main center, <laughs> the main center camera shakes when the bell goes off. That's how strong it is. I don't know what that's doing for our structural integrity of the Saint Anne Church, I but do not know. you know. Anyway, but okay. yeah, Gloria. Yeah, and then after the Gloria, oh well, the Gloria is is tripartite i think that's nice to note like trinitarian so think of <laughs> tripartite. the yeah think of the the father and the son the holy spirit from the sign of the cross that we dwelt on at the beginning mm-hmm. the gloria also uh, sort of like maps itself over onto the father and then the son and then the holy spirit um it's pretty cool uh so finally um, you go then, to the altar. Then there's the opening prayer, right? Which it is also collect. called the collect, not collect. Collect the collect. There you go. And uh, it's that, also a colander. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, go ahead. Colander. <laughs> colander. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so the collect is the other name for the opening prayer. Uh, and it's a beautiful name because it's kind of got this idea of like bringing together various strands, uh, various themes that we're going to hear throughout the liturgy. Also bringing together the prayers of the people um, and uh, being voiced by the priest on their behalf. Um, so you have the collect. and uh, Pre-COVID, that, a lot of times the server would hold the book for that, right? Yeah. And now you just tend to I go, go up to, to the, the altar, altar because I want to chant it. Um, that is in my routine right now for Sunday Mass. That is the first thing that I'll, I'll chant uh, by myself as a, Mm-hmm. as a priestly prayer and uh i don't want to chant into the face of a server during covid so yeah. so i go up to the altar leave the book on there the missile and you have do you have a choice in different like it, it's it's one option it's one option yeah for each day yes kind of like daily daily masses are there's a little bit more uh leeway to choose um right if it was a saint's feast day Right yeah. or right, uh, so these are called the proper prayers, and I think that's what Joe is getting at. They are proper to the particular feast or to the season, as opposed to the ordinary prayers, which always stay the same. Uh, and then another category are the prayers from the commons. So if a saint, for instance, on a saint's feast day, doesn't have a prayer that was written specifically for their feast day, mm-hmm. uh, you would go to the common. Um, of say martyrs and read sort of a prayer that generically mentions martyrs right maybe has a space to mention their name but it's not a proper prayer for them Mm. every sunday mass and every big feast day solemnity feast anything like that has its own proper prayers and uh the collect is one of those proper prayers so it'll change from week to week because it's specific for that for that day awesome Everybody sits down, and then we get ready to start the Liturgy of the Word, which we'll pick up on the Mass Part 3, right? Part 3, yeah. So, do you, how how annoyed, I just have to ask this before we go, how annoyed do you get when you have to say, please be seated at different? Oh, well, it's, it makes it kind of clear that, like, either people aren't used to going to Mass uh, so, like, sometimes at funerals and things, when you get a lot of non-Catholics or Catholics who haven't been to church in a really long time, mm-hmm. um, I'll have to to give directions, right. like, please stand, please be seated. Um, other times when it's outside, if people are used to coming to Mass on Sunday at one parish, then they have certain cues, which yeah. may not be there other times. Yeah, I remember the first time my parents came to Rome, and uh, I was a priest, um, I would celebrate mass for them at different holy sites. And it was like just us at the mm. tomb of St. Peter um, or something like that, or some, you know, altar in some church. Yeah. And uh, like even they would sort of feel a little out of place and be like, wait, how does that response go? And <laughs> right. when do we stand? It's even though every week of your life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're just so used to having everyone say it with you and stand mm-hmm. up at the same time that you're not necessarily thinking that happens after the collect. Like right. I know the order of things. Yeah. Um, so that can happen too. Uh, I don't get irritated uh, about it anymore. I just kind of expect it. <laughs>
Yeah, it's kind of interesting when you can tell somebody, like, they say, and also with you instead of and with your spirit. So, all right, Mass Part 2, that's a wrap. Uh, We'll be next time with the Liturgy of the Word. I'm sure that will go fairly quickly, right? Oh, yeah, we'll blow through. (laughs) On behalf of Joey Scancella, Father Paul Becker, take care. God bless.